Next on BYU Sports Nation, BYU just did it at Portland. Next up, Gonzaga. Can the Cougars do it for the fourth year in a row? Steve Cleveland chimes in on tomorrow's matchup with the Zags, and what are BYU's chances if TJ Haas can't play? Plus, who says BYU and Utah are going to match up in the NIT? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. It is Friday. Let's go. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Friday, February 23rd. I'm Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton is walking across all the bridges in downtown Portland. So I'm joined by a man who wishes he could be a public address announcer, Jason Shepard. You know what? You wrote that and you're like, oh, that's funny. It's also kind of true. Really? Seriously. Oh, I didn't know that. Like, I, like, like, I, uh, how about it? Like, in a, in a former life, I would voice commercials and do some things like that. And yeah. I would always do, like, uh, they always wanted the announcer voice. Yeah. Let's, let's hear the announcer voice. We hear it on this program. Yeah. yeah we we hear, promo. You want me to introduce you? You want me to, you want me to yeah, go yeah. full announcer okay. and introduce, like, I'm a left fielder. I'm number seven. I'm okay. batting. Yeah. I'm okay. left fielder, number seven. Go. All right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Batting from the left side, wearing number seven, Jerem Jordan. <laughs> what? What? And you have to repeat my letter. Jordan. Yeah, I don't yeah. understand the Jordan. Jordan. It's because someone might be writing down. Someone's like, what? What? what was that? Something. What was that? Yeah. What? What's his last name? Yeah. Uh, one time, Dan Patrick did that at spring training for mm-hmm. Barry Bonds, and Barry looked up at the press box like, who just did that? What was that? Uh, what? We need to get Shep uh, this season at a baseball game announcing, uh, you know, someone batting. Yeah, I could do that. I could do that. Bill Hoops, look out. Rise and shout. <laughs> Got a lot to talk about. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Last night, BYU Hoops went to Portland, won 72-60. Hashtag 17-plus. Improving to 22-8, uh, and 11-6 and in the league, locking up the third seed. Jason, BYU had solid balance, four players in double figures, including 20 bench points. Is last night the balanced attack Dave Rose is looking for for his team? I think it was. I mean, that's exactly – and it was funny because, as we talked about on the show, he specifically said, we've got to have other guys that can help us score. It can't just be the top two or top three players. And that's exactly what he got last night. A fantastic game from Dalton Nixon, who we'll talk about coming up. But you had Elijah Bryant with 15, Yoli Childs with 15, TJ Hawes with 10, Luke Worthington had six, four for Jashir, Zach Selyus had six. It doesn't have to be everybody scoring 20 points. It's just mixing that scoring around, and that's exactly what BYU did last night. Nobody had a dominating offensive performance because nobody needed to. They were getting scoring from other places. And all of the guys that you mentioned shot north of, uh, you know, equal to or north of 50%. Elijah Bryant, 5 for 11. Nope, that's below 50%. Yoli, but close. Yoli Child, 7 of 11. TJ Haas, 4 of 8. Dalton Nixon, 5 of 10. So good quality shooting, 45% plus, which is good. And BYU goes to Portland and wins. That's what you want. And BYU gets a nice win. Shot 46% as a team. Made seven threes, plus 10 on boards. BYU's won five in a row against Portland. This is a team they should handle, and they took care of business. Yeah, I I thought it was a, a really nice team win. 
That, that's what you're looking, especially with a game like Gonzaga coming up, being able to have a team win. That Portland is not a very good basketball team. But the way BYU played and handled that game last night, I, I, thought, I thought it was a really nice team win. All right, as we mentioned, Dalton Nixon continues to improve, and he played well last night. Dalton Nixon, two threes. He had two all season coming into tonight. Nixon finished with 14 points. He even started the second half. Well then. Jerem, is Dalton Nixon the established fourth guy on this team? Now, his dad, Kevin, tweeted that Dalton's finally 100%. That's a, that's a great thing. He, he's played 28 and 29 minutes the last two games. Season I, 14, 5 of 10, 2 of 4 from 3. I don't know that you know the last two games have changed that, but maybe because the BYU bench hasn't showed a lot of consistency. It's not the same guys. Peyton Dashup didn't even play in the game last night. Um, Zach Selya showed. McKay Cannon made a shot, right? Um, maybe because the BYU bench hasn't. Shown that much, so perhaps he is the fourth guy. I wouldn't be shocked if Dalton Nixon sees high 20s in uh, minutes against Gonzaga tomorrow. He, as you know, you just mentioned, coming back from that injury, I mean, there's a... It was interesting because one of my pregame interviews that I did for the radio side of things, I was talking with Dalton, and I asked him a question about how was this team different from the team that you... We're playing with before the injury and after. It's like, yeah, I mean, it is a different team. Everybody had kind of evolved a little bit. And so it took some time not only to get healthy, but to find out where he fit with this new version of the team. And now he's starting to do that. You're starting to see him score more. He had a couple of threes last night. He's stretching. He's, he's a stretch four anyway. That's what he did in high he's school. what we want Zach Selyus to be. Well, but it, A guy that can make threes. Well, and, and they play off him quite a bit. And Dalton, I, I am curious to see if... Coach Rose, you know, maybe uses Dalton in the starting lineup a little bit more moving forward. I don't know if it'll be Saturday or maybe the tournament. Or I I don't see it tomorrow because Gonzaga is bigger, and you need Luke Worthington in there with the early childs. And Luke had sixteen up in Spokane. Dude, Luke's playing very good basketball. But but Dalton, I think, is is your first sub at this point. He probably is, given the way things have kind of played out there. So we'll see how this shakes out tomorrow. But Dalton Nixon emerging late in the season is nice. It's been a couple of games. Need maybe a little more volume to. To say emerge, but it's good that he's healthy, good that he's playing well. Jason, next up for the Cougars, sixth-ranked Gonzaga. Let's go. They own at least a piece of the regular season title with the win tomorrow. The Zags would clinch the outright, but BYU stands in their way. (laughs) So what does this Gonzaga game tomorrow mean for the Cougars? It means a lot of different things, but it just depends on what angle you want to take. What it means is it's it's, it's an opportunity for BYU to beat a ranked team. It's at home. Oh, a top I mean it's 10 it's team, it's a, it's a number 6 team coming into your building. It's an opportunity to get some attention by beating a number 6 team in the country on your floor so you get the attention. But it also more than anything else, I really think it's what BYU could use going into Vegas next week. You talk about a confidence builder. That's what something a win like that can do. It's not a, it doesn't guarantee that you're going to go in and, and run the table in Vegas. But going in with a win like that certainly makes you feel better about your chances. Beating Gonzaga tomorrow would be the highlight of the season. Just as last year, the win against Gonzaga, number one Gonzaga in Spokane, was the highlight of the season and one of the greatest wins in BYU basketball history. This would be a huge win for BYU. They lost by eight. It was closer than that. Late. 
We declaim, uh, declared a moral victory coming out of Spokane. BYU, if they could beat Gonzaga, this would be a tremendous win going into Vegas, feeling like, okay, maybe, maybe the most incredible tournament run for BYU ever <laughs> would be possible. <laughs> because beating Gonzaga would mean that you're going to have to play St. Mary's and then Gonzaga again in all likelihood if you're going to win this tournament. But BYU needs confidence, needs uh, a win, needs a highlight besides beating Utah, which is great, but this would be something else. Utah's not ranked. Utah was in pro. This is a game that BYU, it would be awesome to get. I think that if BYU plays a similar game to Spokane, that that would be enough. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. The three scenarios that could play out and what they mean for the Cougars. This is an interesting angle for tomorrow's game. T.J. Hawes twists his ankle towards the end of the game last night in Portland. And quite honestly, it looked really serious at the time. The baseline camera had a good angle. Yes, yes they did. Uh, But Hawes... Good news for him and for BYU at the time. He was able to return. He finished the game and, and looked to be okay. Jerem, how important is it that he plays tomorrow versus Gonzaga? Oh, it's really important. One, just straight up because he's a starter. But two, he's a Zag killer, man. Yeah, plays his, well. His best games as a Cougar have come against Gonzaga, it seems like. Last year, uh, this year, TJ Haas played a bunch of games that really mattered in high school in these tournaments and whatnot. And he, ele- he plays better when he's not in Firestone Fieldhouse, but when he's surrounded by the enemy. In fact, we saw last night that kind of egged him on it, right? I think T.J. Haas needs to play and be a factor in this game. And Dave Rose said after the game that adrenaline can carry you so far. T.J. Haas went back to the locker room with about four minutes ago, had his ankle wrapped, came back out, finished the game, which I thought... Did he break something? Did he sprain it? It did looked really least, serious at the time. Did he at least twist it? I think that's the case. So we'll see how much it swells up. His brother Tyler played with you know, a, a sprained ankle before, so we know the Haas are tough. TJ's got to play in this game tomorrow if BYU has a shot, in my opinion. Like, here's the way I look at this. Do I want to have TJ forcing himself to play a game tomorrow, or do I want to have TJ having a week or more off to be healthy for the tournament? If... If I'm given the choice and it's kind of iffy, I'd rather just not see him play tomorrow and be ready for really. Vegas. I go all chips in on tomorrow because it's but, at home. Yeah. You're not likely to win the tournament anyway. Like get this win and but, then but, just see what happens. But beating next Gonzaga week. even now, even beating Gonzaga tomorrow is not going to put BYU in as an at-large. Right. You're still going to have to win the tournament. So make it's your sure best that you're to beat Gonzaga. But make at sure all. that you're healthy. And at full strength with him when you go to Vegas. That, to me, is more important than winning a game, which, sure, you want to win and give you, can give you confidence, but it, it's, not, it's not going to put you in an at-large situation if you win it. I don't, You're still going to have to win yeah. the conference tournament. Right, and, and winning a quarterfinal would be good. W- winning the semifinal is like, whoa, that would be the highlight of the season more than if BYU beats Gonzaga here. Like, if BYU plays St. Mary's in the semis and wins, that would be the highlight of the season, even if BYU beats Gonzaga here. Do we think that BYU in two of the next three games is going to be top 25 teams? That's the question. I, I would think that there's a win is possible in there. Two is asking a lot at this juncture, I feel like. I don't know that the bench is developed enough. I, I don't know. We'll see. Having a healthy TJ Haas is more important than the game tomorrow to me. Agree to disagree. But we can agree on this. NYC Buckets, the only organization who cares about NIT bracketology. And subsequently, we are the only organization paying attention to this as well. 
<laughs> it feels like. Has BYU as a six seed, and Utah as a three seed. And those teams playing each other. Jason, do you want to see a BYU versus Utah NIT matchup? Well, look, if BYU ultimately is not going to go to, an NC, to the NCAA tournament, then if they're going to go to the NIT, yeah, I want to see that matchup. And NYC Buckets is smart because they got us to talk about it. Today. Yes, yes. <laughs> Are you saying that he doesn't believe this is going to happen? He just threw that out there so we would talk about NYC Buckets. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if, if you're going to play in the NIT, why wouldn't you want a compelling matchup like that? It'd be at Utah. It would be at Utah. The Larry Chris Kobiak would get a game back, sort of. Yeah, but... <laughs> because next year, it's neutral. Yeah, it's at uh, Vivint Smart Home Marine. It's part of the Beehive yeah, Classic. It's technically neutral, although it's like literally four miles Down away the road from, from campus. From... Yeah. yeah. I, I would love this. I think, I think it'd this, be great. I think it'd be great. We'd have a rematch. Um, hopefully, you know, BYU beats Gonzaga, but if they don't, it's a rematch of BYU's best win of the season. Utah's having a pretty good year, actually. They're playing, they're playing well Heading right six now. six in the Pac-12, who isn't going to send a lot of teams to the tourney, it would appear. They could be in the NCAA but tournament. But they could be in the tournament. So you have that uh, conflicted thing, too, like, BYU's not going to be an at-large, so I actually don't care how Utah does. In fact, I want them to lose every game. I want Utah to lose every game, too. I just said I don't care how they do. I actually do care. I would like them to lose. You would like them to lose. I think we're on the the same page We can agree on that. Yes, we certainly can. (laughs) Something else we can agree on. How about this one? Today marks the beginning of spring training baseball. Spring training games starting today. So, Jerem, on a scale of Jack Morris to Jacob Brugman, how excited are you for spring training games beginning today. I'm uh, Taylor Cole excited. You're like, what? Who? What? I know who Taylor Cole is. But I don't know that the whole audience does. Former BYU pitcher, unsigned, trying to make uh, back into the major seed, debuted with the Blue Jays. I'm excited. The Mariners play the Padres today at 3. I'm going in like 12 days. Uh, so to happy for games. you. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. You're going to see five games in four days. It's going to be so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to come? So, oh, wait. No. We need, so happy for well, you. Uh, poor, uh, Spencer went on a trip. Uh, I'm going to go on a trip, too. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm excited. How about you? Uh, uh, Jack Morris. I'm going Hall of Famer. Oh, you're all the way. I'm, I love baseball. All the way. I'm ba- I love baseball season. My Cardinals are taking on the Miami Marlins or whatever is left of them today. The Miami Marlins of Los Angeles, of Anaheim, <laughs> yeah, of, of Florida. Of Dade County. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I love it. I, I can't get enough of spring training. I will watch as many games as I possibly can. So I am super excited to uh, see my Cardinals in action today against uh, Derek, the, the Miami Derek Jeters. <laughs> yes. Let's just get rid of everybody. Our question of the day, what do you want out of tomorrow's BYU game versus Gonzaga? We'll get to that coming up. Coming up, one of us made up ground on Spencer in and one. Can I, or I mean, can he do it again against Gonzaga? Hopefully it submits picks this time. Next, Steve Cleveland on the Portland win, and does he think the Cougars win tomorrow? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Gymnastics hosts Boise State tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern time at the Smith Fieldhouse. You can watch the meet on BYU TV. It's top 20 meet, by the way. 18th ranked BYU, 13th ranked Donkey Teeth, (laughs) Boise State. Welcome back. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN as well. Our question of the day. What do you want out of tomorrow's BYU game versus Gonzaga? Besides a win, I think. At Grizzfather, the only thing acceptable, a win. No moral victories, no close calls, no shoulda, couldas, no blaming the West Coast Conference officials. Well, that's too fun for me. Just come out and play a great game and win, baby. Win the game. That's not too much to ask, right? 
Wink, wink. It is a lot to ask to beat a sixth-ranked team, no matter where you play. Yet, BYU's had success against this team in Spokane. Can BYU get Gonzaga tomorrow? Let's discuss that with our next guest. He used to coach BYU. Now he's an analyst here. He has great insight. His name's Steve Cleveland. He's on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Steve, what is up on this Friday in February? How you doing? I'm doing great. Doing great. How about you guys? We're feeling good. It's snowing outside, it's, Coach. It's snowing. It's uh, it's well, no uh, Clovis. Right? It's, uh, it's, uh, it's not snowing in California, but it, it is a little chillier than it has been. So uh, I actually spent most of the week in Park City doing a little bit of consulting, and uh, so I saw all that snow. <laughs> Steve, BYU with a nice win against Portland. Let's talk about that, and then we'll talk about Gonzaga, big one for the, for the Cougars. What was uh, your biggest takeaway from last night's win at the Child Center? You know, I think any time you go on the road where you're expected to win, and, and Portland, they just recently played St. Mary's really, really tough. And But I thought defensively, in the first 10 minutes when, they, you know, they just weren't coming down and consistently scoring, they continued to guard. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, they held Portland to 40% shooting and 28 three-point, out-rebounded them by 10. And it, it would have been easy. I mean, they went there, put, they put it on them last year. I knew this would be more difficult this year just because you have they're a year older and they got a few new pieces. But at the end of the day, they did what they needed to do. But I think it happened at the defensive end and it created some opportunities. And, uh, you know, I don't think there was ever a doubt that the game was going to be won by BYU. It was just how they were going to win it. We were talking about this earlier in the show, Coach. Uh, Dalton Nixon is really playing well. Last night was no different. He even started the second half. Is Dalton becoming that fourth guy, that fourth scorer on the team? And do you see him maybe starting more games moving forward? Well, he certainly is playing much better, and I think because he's healthy. And, you know, you sat as long as he did. And certainly last night he was outstanding with, you know, 14 points and a couple threes, rebounds, assists. We've talked about this before. The thing about him is he's an undersized guy that can play about four positions. He, he's got a great motor. He's got a really high basketball IQ. And you can put him in the game. And, and as a coach, you have confidence in those types of players. And I actually think they need him more off the bench. Uh, it, 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 I, I don't know what will happen against Gonzaga. I mean, Worthington had probably the best game of his, his year against Gonzaga. So I would think they'd start big. But, but Dalton can play the three, the four, the five. He can play actually he can play the two through five. And uh, so it, it's a nice matchup for them. Uh, I like the way Dalton's playing. And if, if they're going to make some noise in this tournament, he's going to be a big part of it. And so I, just, as a coach this time of the year, you're finding those guys. And, and Zach Silius, you know, he's able to score a few points the last two games. If him and Zach and uh, McKay Cannon, if they can bring something off the bench and provide 15 to 20 points, it just makes BYU that much better. Last night was quite the declaration from Dave Rose in terms of how big the bench is or deep the bench is right now. Played three guys off the bench. Dalton Nixon, 29 minutes. McKay Cannon, 20. Zach Selyus, 9. Uh, good balance. Four guys in double figures. One of those guys, Yoli Childs, who didn't play the last 12 minutes. That was, that was pretty interesting to not see Yoli Childs not play the last 12 minutes, and he wasn't in foul trouble. Well, it's about, you know, things like this happen. First of all, Dalton Nixon's playing well. He needed some prime time. It could be, and I don't have any idea why, but it could be a situation where he felt like, you know what, I'm going to leave Nixon in there. Uh, arrested Yoli Child is good as, as they prepare for Gonzaga uh, and the tournament as well. Guys' legs and bodies are tired this time of the year. 
you know, it, it could have been a situation where maybe he tweaked something or there's a little bit of an injury. I don't know. I didn't hear anything about that. You know, and sometimes things happen on the bench, and you, you never know in terms of relationship with coaches. Something was said. It could be maybe a little bit of a discipline situation. But whatever it was, uh, Dalton Nixon stepped up and played. And so regardless of what took place, they obviously need Yoli Childs healthy and good and in the right mindset if they're going to beat Gonzaga. Speaking of needing someone healthy, if there's anybody that plays well against Gonzaga, it's TJ Hawes. And we saw last night, uh, tweaked his ankle. He was able to come back, which was certainly a good sign. Not quite sure what his status will be for tomorrow. If, if TJ is not well or not 100%, do you play him in that game? Because in reality, BYU's locked in as the three seed. It doesn't change win or lose heading into Vegas. Well, that's a decision for TJ and Rob Ramos, the trainer, and Coach Rose. And uh, if, if, if there's any question about whether or not he should or shouldn't, I think you err on the side of don't take a risk, don't play him. Now, TJ's going to probably have a lot to say about that as well, and he's really going to be the one to tell Coach Rose and Rob, hey, listen, I'm okay, I'm okay. And, uh, and they'll test it out today, they'll test it out before the game. But if he doesn't play, that means it's probably hurt. And uh, but you, if, certainly if it was somewhat serious, you wouldn't want to take a chance right now because even though you, you know that TJ had, had the best game of all the players last time that was Gonzaga, I mean, he really, really, the last eight or ten minutes of that game took the game over. So I think they'll be doing everything they can to get him on the floor because he wants to play this game. And, and really for them to have a chance to beat Gonzaga, TJ needs to do the things that TJ does, and that's to attack the rim and to put pressure on the defense and knock threes down. And he's, he's likely to do that at home and, and give them a great chance to win. So hopefully he's healthy. Hopefully he's okay. Uh, if it were serious, no, I wouldn't take the chance. But if it's just something that he can work through and play through, he plays. T.J. Haas averages 23 a game against Gonzaga in the three. He is a, <laughs> he is a zag killer. Hopefully he can go. We're talking to Steve Cleveland on the – Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Steve, tomorrow, BYU and Gonzaga, as we've talked about, sixth-ranked Zags. To me, this would be the biggest win of the season. It'd be a big confidence boost going into Vegas. What does BYU need to do tomorrow to make you more confident that the Cougars have a shot at making some kind of run in Vegas? You know, I, you know just thinking about that, I, one of the first things that comes to my mind is that BYU needs to take care of the basketball. The last thing they want to do is allow Gonzaga to have easy baskets early in this game. They're already good enough to score, but what you don't want to do is give them opportunities through careless play. So I would say really, really take care of the ball. The, 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 the game plan that they had, uh, in fact, pretty much the game plan they've had every time they play Gonzaga, is to control the tempo and get to the free throw line and keep this game close at the end and then make big baskets. And, and, and it worked three times at Gonzaga in a row, three years in a row, and it almost worked last there were Two minutes to go, the game was tied. So you, I, I would say, number one, take care of the basketball. Number two, I think playing at home, uh, the separation, and when we look back, maybe the key to this game will be if BYU went three for 20 from the three against Gonzaga on the road. If BYU makes seven or eight threes, they have a great chance to win this game. And obviously, Gonzaga is a very, very good defensive team. They've got long guards, and uh, they're, they're there because of the talent and because of the coaching they receive. But 
I just think that if BYU could knock down six or seven threes, it opens the floor for Yoli, it opens the floor for Elijah and for TJ to penetrate, and it puts more pressure on them. So taking care of the basketball there, I, I think defensively, I don't think there's going to be many adjustments. And, that, and I, those are the two things. I guess I'd throw in a third, just as you mentioned earlier, Jerem, the bench needs to participate in this game. They have to make a contribution in this game because Gonzaga's bench is really, really good. I mean, you, you take Hachimura and Kispert, and they're, they're scoring night in and night out, 20 to 22 points between them, 24 points. So they've got a bench. BYU's bench really needs to step to play a huge role in, in, in BYU beating Gonzaga. So it'll be a great game. They're always great games. Um, really, Gonzaga very, very fortunate to get out of San Diego with a win. I watched that game, and uh, yeah. they, they had to make big plays at the end. So it's not like there's a huge disparity in talent. There have been very competitive games between Gonzaga, St. Mary's, BYU, UOP. You know, it's, it's, it, this is not a Final Four team. It's a really, really good basketball team, but it's not the team that they had last year. And we talked, Coach, about what a win tomorrow would mean for BYU from a confidence standpoint heading into Vegas. How real is that? How much of, of a confidence boost can, can translate to on the floor heading into a conference tournament? Well, I just think that it allows you to breathe. <laughs> and, and as you prepare for that tournament, the confidence that you've done it and, and getting over the hump. So certainly confidence and mindset are a really, really, really important part. You take talent. You take uh, game preparation. You take effort. And all of those things are really important in terms of winning basketball games. But teams that are confident and relaxed, and, and are ready to perform in the moment when it's needed to, that, that's confidence. That's chemistry and confidence that allows you to, to beat someone that maybe a lot of people don't think you can. So winning this game has a lot, a lot of positives. Now, if they were to lose this game, that, you know, the, the interesting thing is that they win this game, uh, it, it would be a situation where St. Mary's and Gonzaga uh, are, are tied, and, and the RPI situation is pretty close, so it's hard to know what might happen. I, one of the questions you would ask yourself, well, no matter what happens after the game, who would we rather play in the semis? Would we rather play St. Mary's or Gonzaga? I'll tell you what, the coaching staff's thinking, we don't care who we play, we want to beat Gonzaga. And, but if they, did, if they did beat them, then uh, there would be a little more question about who they're going to play. If Gonzaga wins, then they know they're playing St. Mary's in the semis if they take care of business in the quarters. Yeah, the tiebreakers will play out in that San Francisco game and certainly play a role. Uh, Lost to BYU would play a role, so... Either way, you know, if you're going to win the tournament, you've got to be two top 25 teams in two days. Yeah, and it's, that's not going to be easy. But I'm telling you right now that it gets a lot easier after you win the first one. It takes take so much pressure off them. They're relaxed. They're confident. They're in a neutral site. And I don't care how many fans are there. You start believing. And I, I've, I've, we've had this experience. I remember uh, our third year when we got into the tournament and beat Utah. You know, it, it, Even though we lost in the finals of that, it was a situation that there was an experience there. Guys felt good. Vegas was better, but it carried over into the next year. And, and, and so winning a semifinal game, uh, I, I think it makes things much easier. Even though you're going to have a, a very, very difficult opponent to play, the confidence game for winning a semifinal game over a team, either one of those teams is going to be considered an upset. If BYU beats St. Mary's or Gonzaga, it's an upset, and now the pressure's on the other team. That's where you want to be. And so – it just—it's just a matter of them just relax. The talent is there, the depth is there right now. Good coaching, 
they just got to find a way to win close games against these two teams. Once they do it, uh, I'm telling you that you, you'll see things that we've probably not seen by this team. Uh, but, again, a lot, of the, a lot of it has to do with that confidence and mindset. So a win tomorrow night would be huge for BYU. Absolutely. Steve, we appreciate the time, and uh, we'll see plenty of you in Las Vegas coming up next week. Yeah. See you in a, see you in a few days. Okay, Steve Cleveland on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Uh, while we were discussing that, uh, just looking at some of the three-point – does BYU need to make a bunch of threes to beat Gonzaga, okay? The last three wins, all in Spokane, right? Seven made threes in 2015. In 2016, three of 17. So <laughs> BYU was 12 of 14 from the line. And last year, nine for 24. Nine for 24. So nine made threes. I think I think BYU's probably like Steve said seven or eight three point makes. I think that's a good number. And and BYU turned it over six more times than Gonzaga in the first meeting. A couple of those coming late. I think those are two great keys. To BYU is a different team when the perimeter shot is falling. It Seriously. just is. It opens up the paint. It it just changes everything for BYU. Coming up, what do you want to see from the Gonzaga game tomorrow? We'll continue to discuss. And our and one picks. We're going down to the wire. Who's making a move for the championship, if anybody? Men's Hoops wraps up the regular season tomorrow night, hosting Gonzaga at 8 p.m. Eastern time on BYU Radio and ESPN2. I will have radio pregame starting at 7 Eastern. We've got a doubleheader after that, essentially. Men's Basically, yes. After that. Uh, excited about that. Welcome back. Jeremy Jason and Radio Vision live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Shout out to the Rock students camping out, getting ready for the biggest game of the year for BYU. Sixth ranked Gonzaga. It is snowing. There were a They're lot outside. of tents out there. Yeah, we just a shot. Lot. We just saw a shot but of those guys outside. There was. There's more than what we just showed. I mean, there's a no, lot. No, no, of no, no. That's a live shot, Jason. Wink. Well, we can't show them all in one shot. Let's check out some of today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. Ruin the miracle of television. Men's Hoops beats Portland 72-60 in the final true home uh, road game of the season. Yoli Childs at the Childs Center had 15 points, 13 rebounds, 14th double-dub of the season. Cougars host 6th-ranked Gonzaga tomorrow, as mentioned on ESPN2 and BYU Radio at 8. Pre-game with Jason Shepard at 7. In a game that one Jerem Jordan called on BYU TV. Oh, and what a memorable one. Women's basketball team dominated Portland, and I mean yeah. dominated. Woo. 73-35 on senior night. Malia Nawahine led the Cougars with 23 points and 6 assists. Cassie had 6 assists and 13 points that pushed her into 18th place all-time on BYU's scoring list. BYU led the first quarter 24-3. I know the coaches want that. That's it's just tough. It's just tough for the for the broadcast. You know, we need a little more competition. Hey, the the end result was not in doubt. The BYU's BYU's dominance created uh, you know an entertainment issue. That's a good issue. 18th ranked gymnastics hosts 13th ranked Boise State, aka Donkey Teeth, tonight at nine Eastern on BYU TV. Thanks to Key and Peel for that one. Mm -hmm. The Cougars posted a season high last week. What will they do tonight? BYU baseball loses a close one at Hawaii last night. 3-2 to two is the final score. The freshman, Ryan Brady, will get the start tonight in Game 2 of the four-game series. First pitch is at 11.35 p.m. Eastern time on BYU Radio. Tomorrow, Elijah Bryant's hoping to get into the lane, shoot it, get fouled, and 
get an and one. Picks, predictions, and one on BYU Sports Nation. All right, and one picks. We're coming down to the wire. Last regular season game. We're going to do this through the rest of the season, whatever that means. So at least one, hopefully two, three games in Vegas. And then uh, there's going to be, you know, NCAA tournament, NIT, all, all likelihood. So we just have a few games left. Yes. In this competition. Or a lot of games. Or a lot of games. Uh, a lot of tents. So, uh, Jason, how'd you do last night? All right, my two-pointer. BYU will lead by five-plus at half. Swish! And my and one. Celius will score in double figures. Oh, no! Unfortunately, Zach only scored six, but that's all they needed him to score last night was six. Mm. Okay. I'm looking at it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because the future is always positive, as you said. The future is always positive. It's always neutral. My two-pointer. Elijah Bryant will lead the team in scoring by four-plus. Mm. Nope. Thanks for that. Uh, and my and one. 17-plus. Mm. <laughs> I went with it. Why and do you do this? Why do, why do you do this to yourself? BYU, shouldn't, BYU led by 14 at half, right? Yes. So they can't be plus three in the second half against Portland? Really? Okay, the updated standings. Spencer, who didn't submit any picks in time, 25 points. Absentee leader, it says. <laughs> I have 18 points. I Mr. Chance. I've had so many. The last couple of games, I've had so many chances. Yeah, miss a chance. And you have seven points, Jason. You got a point. It says just here so he won't get fined. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mark there's John. A, there's, only, there's only one person that gained ground. In and one. Yeah. And that is yours truly. <laughs> Trench warfare. Crawling out of there. I, All right. I'm the only one that gained ground, and I still have no chance to win this. But here's You the have deal. a chance to pass me, I, Which would be a big deal for me. That would be a big deal. <laughs> I'm going to make picks regardless if I'm on the show, although I am on the show quite a few times. Yeah. In the next you just need while. to submit them in time. Yes, right? I will. Okay. Uh, and one picks for Gonzaga. Spencer is two-pointer. He submitted them, which is great. Uh, first team to 70 wins. We've said this quite a bit with the uh, BYU Gonzaga games over over time. First, and then last year the game was uh, was it sixty nine sixty eight or something or two years something ago? along yeah, those yeah, lines. Yeah, yeah, it was like that. All right, okay. And, and one and Zan one pick and the foul. BYU will out rebound Gonzaga. That's a big deal in this because both are physical, good rebounding teams. BYU typically needs to be uh, leading the rebounding margin to have success. In fact, last year only lost like one game when they. Uh, we're out-rebounded. So that's a big deal. Okay, what are your picks, Jason? All right, my two-pointer for tomorrow against Gonzaga, Dalton Nixon will be BYU's third leading scorer in the oh, game. okay. All right? And one. BYU will hit five plus threes. Oh, that's a little low. Five? Yeah, I'm just saying, look, hey, I'm not trying to make this too hard on myself, okay? Oh, oh okay, I'll give you the sympathy vote. Are we going to put the ball on a tee for you, too? How many, how many, uh, speaking of spring training, how many threes does BYU make again? Hold on. I'm doing the math here. You're doing the math? On TV. They make 6.6. So, uh. So, yeah. yeah. So, they'll hit their average. It won't be an off night. What I'm saying is we won't see the game at San Diego where they hit three. You would say seven plus. No, I said five plus. This is below their average. I don't think it's good enough. That's what I'm saying. It's my one. It's my and one. It's not even the two-pointer. You're do right. not take I don't away, want you to pass me. Do not take That's away my want. opportunity to gain some ground. I don't okay? want you to pass me, Bernardo Brito. Come on. Okay, my two-pointer. Brito. People are like, who's that? 
this game won't be decided by single digits. Okay, only two of the six games in Provo against Gonzaga mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. have been decided by 10-plus. BYU won by 10 the first game, and then uh, in 2017, last year, BYU lost by 10. So whoever wins, they're winning by uh, double figures. Are you saying that this is the opposite of BYU-Utah football games that are always decided by seven points or less? Except for that one year. Except yeah. We don't know. By the way, that's the one I would take away. Yes. Yes. I want that one gone. So and one. There's not the blowout. My and one pick. <laughs> Elijah Bryant will make at least three threes. I think he shows up. Yeah. He only made one. No, he was. And someone he else was will over. make two, and then I'll get my one point. He was over in Spokane, right? Over eight from three, and one of eleven from the field uh, had been hit two days earlier in the head. So I, I think he'll be all right. Our question of the day: What do you want out of tomorrow's BYU game versus Gonzaga? At Spencer underscore BYU. A reminder, this is my burner account. <laughs> a win, Kevin Durant loves it, and some confidence. And no, a close loss isn't good enough. Hopefully TJ and Eli shoot the ball well and are feeling good heading into the conference tournament. I think that a moral victory close loss wouldn't be that bad, but we will discuss in the next segment. Yeah, there, there are, yes, there are some because, scenarios out there that could yes. still play well yes. for BYU. This is the game you want to win, but guess what? If you only get one... It's not the in, Provo's not the one you want. Just the one in Vegas is the one you let's want. Let's just say okay? we may be wearing the blue goggles. Okay, that may possibly happen. Coming up, you and Spencer have the blue goggles on always, baby. The blue goggle like uh, contacts. Contacts blue are contacts? always in. I don't wear them. No. <laughs> Kyle Collinsworth will hoop it up in the state of Utah again. More on that in the whip. That's right. And next, what are the three scenarios that could present themselves tomorrow versus the Zags, and what is the best option? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. After beating Stanford on the road Wednesday, men's volleyball faces the Cardinal, not Cardinals, tomorrow night. Yeah, they're not Louisville. They are not. In Provo, coverage begins 10 p.m. Eastern time on BYU TV with this young man. Back in the late 90s, Val Hale, the athletic director of BYU, said, "Don't." he said, the team that it's hardest to recruit against isn't Utah. It's Stanford. So it's always good to beat Stanford. Nice win by men's volleyball. Rematch tomorrow night. Jeremy Jason live from Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Thanks for hanging out with us. We're live at noon Eastern. We have a rebroadcast at 6 if you ever miss the show on BYU TV. Our question of the day. What do you want out of tomorrow's BYU game versus Gonzaga? At Sean Larson 03. A loss, but at least somewhat competitive. I don't believe this BYU team has two Gonzaga wins left in them, so they have to lose this one. What? What are they, the Mavericks now? So that they can maybe then can win in the tournament. Tournament is all that matters at this point. Which brings us to this. Yeah, but I'm not sure how I feel about wanting a loss. I never want a loss. Yeah, no, no, no. no. no, no, no like, no, no, you no. can be okay. Not okay, but you can deal with the loss. I don't know if I ever go in, okay, I want to lose. a loss. Yeah, but uh, I see the but point yes, by Sean. But yes, I understand. Yes, there's, it's a, there's a method to his madness. So... And it is madness, yes. Uh, it's almost March madness. Stoked. Uh, two weeks from yesterday, by the way. Three weeks? Two weeks. Three. Sure. Three. Under uh, three. What do you want out of tomorrow's game versus Gonzaga? There are three scenarios that we think could play out tomorrow. Okay. Let's discuss each one and, and what each one uh, is a good, is a bad, whatever. Number one, BYU beats Gonzaga. They win. What, is this, what does this mean? If BYU wins tomorrow, well, what number do you think? one, what happens? You you get a win against St. Zaga because so far you're 0 for 3 so yes. far. So you get that win. 
you get confidence. You get a little boost. Nash, look, number six Gonzaga lost in Provo. Best win of the year. Yeah, so absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, that's there's nothing wrong. There's nothing negative about beating Gonzaga tomorrow. That's what you're going into this game to do. Yes. And hopefully what it does is set you up from a confidence standpoint, feeling good, coming off a really nice game, and it sets you up nicely when you get to Vegas. I don't see, yeah, I don't see negatives with no. winning this game. In fact, it's all positive. You, you go into Vegas, like you're feeling future. good. Now, do, now it's an interesting question. Does BYU have two Gonzaga wins in them? It's, I mean, that's Just that's asking one, a lot. Get the one first. Get the one and then see what happens. Get the one and then see what happens. Okay, another scenario. BYU loses a close one but plays well, like in Spokane. I don't think that's the worst thing that could happen to BYU. BYU's not supposed to win this game. They'll be a dog, right? Yeah, BYU's beaten this team three years in a row. Granted, it was there, but now it's in Provo. There's going to be a packed house tomorrow. It's going to be great energy. It's going to be on national television in prime time at 8 Eastern. It's not a late one. It's an 8 Eastern one, a 6 local tip. I think that if BYU plays a really good game but happens to lose against uh, a superior competition, BYU goes, look, there were two games that we played pretty well in, and we need to make a few tweaks here, and we could get them in Vegas. I, I think that that is a more likely scenario that could be helpful going into Vegas if you're of the opinion that BYU has one Gonzaga win in them. Look, and not, I, and not two. I don't want to get any of the no moral victory tweets. Save the no moral victories. <laughs> okay, I don't even, I don't even, I'm just putting that out there. I don't, I don't want them right now. Because that, there we're, are, we're saying that this scenario is a moral no, victory. No, but, but there, close. there are ways that you can lose, which you certainly don't want. You're not happy that you lost. But you can feel good about the way that you performed. And I think that that's what happened to BYU a couple of weeks ago when they were at the Kennel in Spokane. They ended up losing the game 66-60. Shoot 15%. And lose by eight. And Yes. So you you walked away saying, okay, like you said, a couple of minor tweaks here, and this is a team that we can beat. So if BYU were to lose tomorrow and still play well, keep it close, I think that is enough this team can still build on. Do you have the moral victory drop? Because we need that right now. Do we have it? Do you want me to put on the bedazzled? Moral victory. Yeah, moral victory. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about a moral victory. We are. Okay. That they're kind of the turquoise more than blue? You're going to have to take those out for this next one. Mm. The third scenario is the worst one. BYU gets blown out. Okay? If BYU tomorrow isn't competitive like they were in Spokane, and they get blown out, that's not good going into Vegas. Um, But if BYU loses tomorrow, Gonzaga's the outright champ, will be on the other side of the bracket, BYU would play a quarterfinal against somebody else as the three seed. Hope to win that on Saturday, a week from tomorrow. And then on Monday, you're playing St. Mary's should St. Mary's advance. Now, if there's some kind of upset and BYU can, can pull that off, there was a semifinal a couple years ago against Portland, I believe 2014. That was nice. That was nice for BYU not to have to face Which is nice. St. Zaga in the semis. That would be the best situation, right? That BYU can somehow get to Tuesday night and you play one game. Typically in football, the better team wins the one game. In basketball, that's not the case. They play best of seven series to determine championships. In the NCAA, it's one game. It's one game. BYU getting blown out, in my opinion, and probably because it's the one I want the least, is probably my least likely scenario, especially at home. It's just very rare. The worst loss by BYU to Gonzaga at home? 
ten points. Yeah, it, it in just the six it years. just doesn't. Ha- this is the least likely to happen of the three scenarios that we have have brought up. And yeah, I mean, it's if if that were to happen, it, that would certainly not be the tone that you're looking to set heading into Vegas. Now or, that doesn't or, mean, or is it what Gun- to lower expectations? No, no, no. To get you get blown out. Gonzaga's overconfident. You match up with them at some point, and they're like, "Oh, we beat these guys twice. We blew them." Out. Now you, now, you can't. It's hard to beat a team three times. No, it's no, it's not. You just well, it go kind of beat it them. Kind of is. Sometimes it, it is. doesn't. Ha- it, it is, is because you, it doesn't happen. It a lot. is if you keep saying that out loud. So what, you just say it in your mind. He's beating teams three times. Men's volleyball is beating teams four times in a seat. Whatever, whatever. Come on. Those are some of the scenarios that could play out. We'll we'll see what happens, but obviously the best scenario is BYU wins. They get confident. They go into Vegas. They win a quarter, and then you play Saint Mary. Well, then you'd play uh, you'd play Gonzaga again. If BYU beats Gonzaga, guess who's the one seed in Vegas if they win tomorrow? Saint Mary's. Saint Mary's is because yes. uh, the loss to BYU would be the tie-breaking situation between Saint Mary's and BYU. The loss by Saint Mary's to San Francisco changed. A lot of this. It was going to – if both end up with the same conference record and, and they just split against each other, it would, it would come down to RPI at that point. That's, and that's my favorite metric, as you all know. I love RPI. <laughs> you love an <laughs> RPI discussion. I love this metric that – Here's the bottom was, line, though. Someone came up with like 30 years ago that we're still using. Here's the bottom line for me. If you're BYU, you're wanting to win this game, you're coming out, you're doing everything you can to win the game. Let everything fall – you know, let all the other dominoes fall after that. Yes. Going in to win this game tomorrow, that's number one priority for BYU. Play a gr- see what happens. Play a great game and see what happens. Sometimes you play a great game and the other team's just better. Is that the case tomorrow? I don't know. But sometimes that other team's number one and you win. That's happened too. We've seen that. Coming up, a dominant senior night performance for BYU Women's Hoop. This and more on the whip. Plus your responses to the question of the day. What do you want to see tomorrow against Gonzaga? Big game for the Cougars. Plus the whip. It's coming up. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guest, Steve Cleveland. If you missed today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Coming up next week, Vegas, baby! Not for me, but for you guys. Let's whip it! We'll miss him. <laughs> it's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball beats Portland 72-60 to in the final true road game of the season. Yoli Child had 15 points, 13 rebounds. That was his 14th double-double this season. The Cougars will be hosting 6th-ranked Gonzaga tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN2. You can listen on BYU Radio pregame starting at 7 Eastern. Women's basketball dominates the Voodoo Donuts as well. 73-35 on senior night. Malia Nawahine. 23 points, 6 assists. Cassie DeVagere had 6 assists and 13 points. She's now in 18th place all time in BYU scoring history. That was senior night for three Cougars. Gymnastics. 18th ranked gymnastics. Host 13th ranked Boise State tonight, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. The Cougars posted a season high in their meet last week. Baseball. Lost a close one at Hawaii 3-2. The freshman Ryan Brady will get the start tonight. Game 2 of a four-game series. First pitch. 11.35 Eastern on BYU Radio. Softball. Lost to Tennessee and Missouri yesterday in the Mary Nutter Collegiate Classic. Today the Cougars play fourth-ranked Oklahoma at 6 Eastern and CSUN, Cal State Northridge, at 11 Eastern. Volleyball. Sixth-ranked men's volleyball host Stanford tomorrow, 10 Eastern on BYU TV. The Cougars are 4-0 in MPSF play. 
track and field. Men's track and field will compete today at the MPSF Indoor Championships in Seattle. BYU sends 27 men and 27 women to compete. This meet helps athletes tune up prior to nationals. Tennis. Women's tennis opens West Coast Conference play this weekend with back-to-back matches starting today at Portland and tomorrow at Gonzaga. Today's Rise and Shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who gets it, Jason? I want to go with the three seniors for BYU women's basketball because tomorrow is, is, would be senior day for, for the men's team, but there are no seniors. So, so it's junior night. It's junior. Yeah, Sophomore sure. and freshman night. And freshman night, night. Yeah. yeah. But let's, let's give it to the three seniors. Amanda Wayman, Cassie DeVagere, and Malia Nawahine for the BYU women's basketball. Why can't they do senior night for the men, but they just do all the students in the rock or something? Or do all this, the senior citizens. Or the senior citizens. It's always senior day. It's always senior day. Question of the day. What do you want out of tomorrow's BYU game versus Gonzaga besides senior day? At Kiwi Jackman, well, I reckon a packed house, a well-fought game, and a ceremonial burning of the kitten shirt ought to suffice for me. <laughs> what if an hour before the game, Mark Durant burned that shirt unceremoniously in front of the rock or something? <laughs> Outside, I was going to say, let's not do it inside. Let's not light things on fire. I'm not condoning, uh, you know, arsonry, arsony, arsonry. I don't know. A word. At least this one makes me laugh. (laughs) At our green ha, no harm or accident, and good sportsmanship. That's right. Nourish and strengthen their bodies for both teams to have fun and play the best of their abilities. Well done at yeah. our green hot. Late tweet of the day at TM Sherbel. Some cookie dough, creamery ice cream, Ooh, and win. Yeah. And some good reffing. Well, that ain't happening. Though it doesn't matter too much. Gonzaga Invitational is where we need to win it all. Let's go! Conversation continuing 24-7 on Twitter. Always use the hashtag BYUSN. The show on demand, BYUSN.com. The audio podcast is on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jason Shepard, I am Jerem Jordan. Shout out to Faye Evans. BYU Sports Nation back at it Monday. Big game tomorrow against Gonzaga. Go Cougs!